That's my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. Oh, look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good evening, Constance. Good evening, beautiful. We are the Queen Sesh. We are Constance Hall and Annalise. We are all Constance Hall and Annalise. <laughs> uh, Constance Hall is my best friend. She's a writer. She's a blogger. You might have seen her popping up on Facebook. <laughs> Annalise is also a writer and Thanks, a blogger babe. and a radio host. Yeah. And, and that- Queen Sesh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Con, we've got a massive show. So much to get through tonight. I'm really pumped for tonight's show. Yeah, me too. It's got a good energy. We've got some great chats lined up and we've got a really good interview lined up. Oh, Con's like her, ha- is going to have her biggest <laughs> fan moment you'll ever witness. All I, I do is watch TV, unless you have to understand that. It's, so, it's such an amazing job where you can watch <laughs> someone on TV one night and then interview them the next. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> our obsession with Married at First Sight continues. As does the countries, finally. It's now mainstream. It's relevant. It's relatable. And we're going to be talking about it next on The Queen Sesh. The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. We're about to do maths chat. Which we actually have to compress a lot this week because a lot has happened. Yes. So if you're not obsessed like us with Married at First Sight, so basically couples get together, they have a fake marriage and they live together like husband and wife, and two of the, or one half of two of the couples got together and decided to run away with each other. It didn't end up happening, but there was still betrayal. There was still lies. There were sexy texts even, and the whole country is furious. And it's not just that. The men on this season have delivered the goods. Haven't we them. are talking Troy, who everyone wanted to hate in the beginning because he was saying that he wanted a blonde bimbo that looked like a cheerleader. And, you know, now we all sort of love him because he's so bizarre. He made the weirdest dinner for Ashley. Oh, it looked, biz- it looked like a dog's vomit. It did. It really yeah. looked like dog food. And it yeah. actually made me feel quite sick. And yeah. he then gave her a strange massage. And he's just this lovable Labrador type thing. Like, I I love him. I actually love him. I feel I feel like he's misunderstood. <sighs> then we've got Justin. And Justin wants to be the next James Packer. <laughs> and it's really, really weird. He, all he does is talk about business. And he referred to his office as his global headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> and he took his new wife to his global headquarters that he's supposed to have 500 staff at. And there was no one there. Crickets. It was it was really, really weird. <laughs> and then he read us some quote about the devil asked you how you would withhold the storm and he responded that he is the storm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Con, the scandal, the scandal got really, it got pretty intense this week when the, at the dinner party they came back together and they were all in the same room for the first time since it was revealed that two of them had been secretly agreeing to hook up. And then they chose to stay with their original TV husband and wife. Okay, so what happened was Dean went home and he had sex with his wife because it was late, he was drunk and he'd been worked up all this time. He was planning on leaving her, but he accidentally had sex with her instead. Mm. 
And so then he realised that when Davina found out the new woman that he was trying to run away with, she probably wouldn't run away with him anymore. So he decided to pretend that he doesn't like Davina anymore and stay with his, his original wife, even though he'd just been saying some really nasty things about her in order to get Davina into bed. Mm. So the, di- okay. the dinner party was very awkward. It was, re- it was toxic. Mm. I would have struggled to have remained calm. I think that um, the, there are a few men there that did us really proud. You know, in a lot of these situations we see a boys club and we see mm. a lot of men sticking up for other men's pa- bad behaviour and we didn't see this this time. Look, I, I actually talk like one of the experts now mm. and we didn't see this this time. What was interesting... I, was, I thought you were starting to sound like relationship expert John Aiken on the show. I do it at home. I actually commentate my daily life. I'm like... Interesting the way everything Denim does really frustrates Constance. <laughs> it's how I think now. I think in in a relationship expert. <laughs> the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. It's the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Now, Annalise, during the week I went to a seminar from the Queen of Queens, Maggie Dent. She's absolutely phenomenal when it comes to all things children, especially boys. This particular seminar was called Boys, 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 and it was about raising boys and helping them shine. And I love that because she just loves boys and she's got, I think, four boys. Yes, I And um, something that's interesting for you is that she did say in the beginning of the seminar that um, a lot of the time when you have more boys and you don't have any girls, a lot of people will stop you and go, oh, I bet you're hoping for a boy. Hoping I bet for you were disappointed girl. that you mm. got another boy. I'm sorry, hoping for a girl, but you were disappointed. You got and she said that boys do pick up on that and <gasps> they really do feel that they are maybe disappointing mums because of the things. So just if anybody out there has ever thought to say... Fingers crossed for a girl. When some, just remember to some people and to a lot of people, a lot of boys is actually a big bloody blessing. I've got a boy in my belly and I couldn't be happier. My girls are freaking hard work <laughs> and my boys are divine. So I went there because I really need to understand my boys a bit better. Like um, Arlo was sort of, last year, Arlo was sort of going off track. He's usually so sweet and beautiful. He was getting a bit of separation anxiety. And it does never hurt to learn a bit more about boys, does it? Mm. And about your children. She, uh, my son, Rumi, this was interesting, right? He is being toilet trained. So is his twin, Snow. Snow picked up on it like this. And she just you know, she's the slower talker. She's the slower everything. But she picked up on it really quickly. And I was starting to get very frustrated with Rumi because he would go, I want to do a poo. And I go, great, let's go and sit on the toilet. He'd sit on the toilet for one second, jump off, go and do a poo in his undies around the corner. Mm. And, or, you know, go down and play with something and be pooing next in the pond even. And so Maggie then explained this thing to me about men and their hyper-focus, their single focus, she calls it. When boys are doing something, it's all they can do. She said it comes mm. from thousands of years of hunting, you know, being out there, being focused on the target. Whereas women are at home and they're doing the breastfeed and clean and make food and prepare and wait for the husband to bring back the food. And we've got our eye on a lot of different things. So for thousands of years, we've been able to focus on a lot more than just one thing. So when our little boy's outside and he's looking in the pond and he's looking at the frogs, he's paying no attention to that bowel sensation of wanting to do a poo or a wee until it's literally coming out. And then he's like, mum's going to be so angry because I didn't go to the toilet. You know, Mm. 
really helped me understand why boys are constantly, she said, they're not trying to ignore you. Mm. They are actually just fixated on the TV show they're watching so they cannot put their shoes on while they're watching it. I don't think it just stops with boys because that actually sounds like my husband too and I think a lot of people's Men. It's, it's men. Absolutely. It's men. And it's con- men. can you just tell us about the little handshake? Because I, I saw the you little- posted it on Facey and I yeah, wanted to so hear cute. why. It was so cute. It was just some cute things she was saying to do to your boys to help them stay connected to you. That mm. You're their hero. You're their idol. So if they get to school and they say that you've put a little note in their lunchbox or that you've taken a bite out of their sandwich or, you know, like you do these fun little things, it just reminds them that, you know, you guys are connected. Little secret handshake. So when you get when you go to pick them up from school, she just said it fleeting and I thought, we need a secret handshake. So me and Arlo got our secret handshake and um, and I don't even know if he remembers it. We <laughs> I have to remind him how to do it. But it still feels like he's being connected. And she also said other people's kids, other people's boys, if you can just like high five them or like wink at them, rough up their hair when you walk past them. It really helps them staying connected because boys really don't like to be outside of the pack. I love And that. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And I recommend anybody um, to follow Maggie Dent on Facebook. It's Maggie Dent and subscribe to her newsletter. She's so knowledgeable. If you ever get the chance to see her live, do it. it she really helps you feel like you can, you've got this with your boys. And next con, it is time for me to re- reveal the uh, the shocking thing that I've been hiding from you. Something that I'm doing soon. I can't wait. <laughs> God, what is it? The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Con and I have been best mates for a long time. She is the first person I tell everything to. I even told her I was pregnant before I told my husband both times. <laughs> Sorry about that one, Clarence. <laughs> but this this piece of information I've withheld from you until now. And that is that in a couple of weeks' time, I am going to go swimming in the Sydney Harbour naked. Okay. <laughs> I've seen you naked more times than I've seen myself naked. Why mm. do you think this piece of information is going to shock me so much? Well, I'm going with a big group of naked people. Producer Ellie is also going to come and get naked with me. Now that I'd come and, I'd come and what? <laughs> <laughs> is that creepy? <laughs> So Ellie, producer Ellie and I are entering the skinny Sydney and okay. it's it's a, a race around Sydney Harbour in the nude as we came out, as we How entered this fun. earth. I know, right? Yeah. I was wondering if you'd be teasing me, but you seem on board. Okay, no, good. I remember I got naked at St Kilda Fest and went swimming. Did you? Swimming in St Kilda Beach is pretty Ugh. dodgy on its own, let alone with your bloody flaps out. Well, this is the thing. So I'm a little bit worried, right? Like, I get worried about, like, seaweed and jellyfish and octopus and, you know, like, my boobs aren't small and I just imagine them, like, <laughs> bobbling down like little lures for things oh, to nibble. Oh, and something will try and breastfeed off <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> like a sucker fish will be like... <laughs> so, yeah, oh, so we're, we're doing this and we're doing it for brain cancer con. Oh, how fantastic. I know, I know. That's, that's amazing. So what do you, do you like, do people sponsor you? Yeah, so we're going to be raising money. Um, you can check out the details. I've shared them on my Facebook page, Annalise Dent, of how yep. you can get involved as well if you want to come swimming nude with us. The more the and, merrier. Um, what day? What, what month is it? It's uh, Sunday, March 11. Yeah, there's so no way soon. I'm coming. I, don't, I owe the pe- people of Sydney more than to do that. <laughs> Can, can I ask something personal? What yes. um, what look are we going for with the pubic hair? Okay. Are we going to go all off? Are we going to go trimmed? Well, are we going to go racing strip? Okay. Or is that 80s? No. So know. this is my conundrum. I just got waxed yesterday. Uh, 
Yes. And you've got really like thin pubes. Yeah. So, so you're not going to have much by. I've got a strip. Weeks. I've got a strip. Because oh, okay, I like to cool. keep something there. Yeah, me too. But I'm wondering. With an, with an aging fanny. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, do I spray tan? Like, how far you do definitely, I Definitely. I'm not even giving birth without a spray tan. <laughs> you have to spray tan. All right. If I find out you did this without a spray tan, we are done. The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. It's the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Now, Anne, yesterday I had my very first obstetrician appointment, which was lovely because she was divine and I'm going to have, like, my baby in a public hospital but have a private doctor. So I just feel a little bit more like I sort of know who's delivering the baby. I'm not just rocking up and having any old hands yanking out. Mm, And most importantly for you as well, you can scream for the pain relief and know it'll be heard. She told me in the public hospital there is, like, a pain relief 24-7. So, you know, like that's the most important thing to me. (laughs) And and so she gave my baby a scan and she had one of those 3D scanners, but I didn't get a photo, so I can't put it up. But it was just the most delicious little face. Like, oh, I got so clucky just seeing him. Does he look like Denzi? No, he looks a bit like me. He's sort of got my, like, squashed out (laughs) flat nose. And... So we both said at the same time, he's got my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Really cute though, like not big and ugly yet. And um, anyway, so yeah, so she measured him and as usual, he's in the 90th percentile. He's really big. And she asked me the sizes of my other babies and I told her and she said to me that she'd be very, very surprised if this baby does, if I don't have gestational diabetes. (gasps) Um, then she weighed me, but I close my eyes when I get weighed. Sure, relatable. And I tell them that it's really serious that I don't find out the mm. weight because I just don't need the stress. And I made Denzi go to the other end of the room so that he can't <laughs> see it. And as he walked back, he looked at the scales like he wanted to know, but the scales had already gone back to double zeros. And so anyway, so like after she saw my weight, mm. which I'm assuming was barely anything, she was like, yeah, I would really be surprised if you don't have Jess. She goes, what did you eat for breakfast? I said, a chicken and salad roll. She goes, that was weird. I was like, I know. She goes, because you've got a bit of glucose in your Wee, and I was like, oh, and a cherry ripe. Oh. But I, <laughs> but I argue that the cherry ripe was more of a fruit bar than a chocolate bar because it was like seventy percent fruit. And her and Denim just looked at each other with this look of fear, <laughs> like I was going to eat them. <laughs> and yeah, now I got to go get my diabetes test. And I spent like my whole drive home, like telling Denim how it's not anything to do with your weight, diabetes, it gestational mm. diabetes. You know, I think Halle Berry had it. Like, seriously, stop everyone looking at me and how much I eat. And then I spoke to my mum on the phone and I was like, yeah, she goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, oh, I'm just going to, like, try and eat less because, yeah, it's really time. Oh. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, far out. I just don't know what to do. Why is my eating and food and weight gain, everything being scrutinised all of a sudden? Oh, it's the worst when you're pregnant because they're doing it for the safety of your kid. They're not fat shaming you. They're doing it for your, sa- for your safety and your baby's safety and it's just the worst feeling. You're just sitting there like the little pig that ate too many pies. <laughs> the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. On this week, J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence, caused big waves in Hollywood and around the world because she posed in a promo pic for her new movie with a bunch of her male co-stars in freezing cold London in the middle of winter in a very chic Versace dress. It was a chic dress. It was a throwback, actually, to Liz Hurley's 
Versace yeah. safety pin dress. So imagine yeah. that. Very divine and, you know, a lot of skin showing. But her male co-stars were all rugged up with scarves and jackets and boots. You know, they could have done the righty and took off a few layers for the mm. photo so that she looked less stupid. Exactly. Yeah. So a I lot of people, I guess people were sort of saying, oh, look at the double standards in Hollywood. You've got the men, you know, they're practical, they're cold, so they wear a jacket. Point. It's a fair point. It is. But she chose not to wear a jacket. So lots of, you know, Twitter feuds and people doing articles and you know how things go these days. Mm-hmm. But J-Law actually came back and she made a statement on her Facebook and she was like, uh, uh, uh. So she's like, don't, I don't even know where to get started on this. You know, it's, it's not only utterly ridiculous, she's offended. She said that Versace dress was fabulous. We agree. And I'm not going to cover that gorgeous dress up with a coat and a scarf. And she basically goes on to say, it's sexist. It's ridiculous. This is not feminism. And everything you see me wear is my choice. And if I want to be cold, that's my choice too. What do you okay, think? so I get it. I do. Um, I see both sides of this one, but they should have gone inside for the photo to keep her warm because <laughs> she wanted to wear a dress. <laughs> and the girl wants to wear a dress. The girl should wear a bloody dress. Mm. So go inside and don't do photos out here. She's freezing. Yeah. You know, like. Maybe they I just, I think they wanted like the London backdrop, you know. I guess. I don't know. I just think the photo did look silly. Mm. I don't think that any amount of like it was my choice, but it looks like takes away from the fact that it looks silly when one person's there in bikinis in the snow. You know, mm. like it looks, it just looks silly from a photo. Like, let's talk to your mum about it. From a photographer's point of view, mm. I don't think Francis, your very talented mother, would have been the photographer on that. She would have gone, oh, no, it looks silly. I think my very pushy, talented Photographer mother would have said, "Okay, guys, coats off, <laughs> scarves off. Let's all let's okay. all look What's happy. your name? Joel something? <laughs> Joel? Uh, yes, yes, you darling. Jason Edgington. Yes. <laughs> Annalise's mum gets names wrong, no matter who they are. She was calling Denim Dylan on our phone. <laughs> She's like Dylan, more light, Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> and Denim was just going, okay. <laughs> and then on our last photo shoot that we just did, she was calling him Demsey. It was really cute, Demsey. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to die when she hears this. <laughs> the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. My voice is wavering and I'm very nervous and I'm going very red and clammy. Even my chest is red because I'm about to share the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And Con, as you know, I have suffered from poo phobia since, yeah. the, since the dawn of time. You've got dodgy bowels. Yeah, and but also like I won't go on a plane. I, I never used to go at school. Like, I have a funny mental thing around public. I poo. remember being five and sitting on the floor in your bathroom and waiting for you to get a poo out for half an hour. Yeah. And you did not seem to have too many phobias around me at that time. Well, it, I have got worse since then. <laughs> so the other day I picked up my eldest son from school and we were walking home and I bumped into a new friend. And, you know, I, I, we haven't even got each other's numbers. It's a new friend. I can't even speak. So I said, oh, why don't you come over? So she had a little newborn. God, you make friends so easily. <laughs> Can I just interrupt? And make it long? <laughs> she had a little newborn strapped to her chest and she had a two and a half year old and we were chatting away, having a cuppa at my place. And she said, that alone, no one invites people with newborns and two, two year olds over. She's already in. She loves you. Yeah, okay. Well, she's about to not love me. She's about to never come back. <laughs> exactly. Her two and a half year old said, I need to go to the toilet. I said, it's just through that way. 
So she goes in there with a newborn strapped to her chest. My kids follow because, you know, everyone loves watching people go to the toilet, sure. And she gets in there and I just hear this scream like, ah! And I was like, oh, my God. And I just knew. I, as soon as I heard the scream, I remembered that before I picked up my son, I'd gone to the toilet, I'd done a number two and <laughs> it wouldn't flush. Now, can I give it some backstory? This happens to Annalise quite often. I think it might be the plumbing. I think it's a plumbing issue. It's not because your old house in Melbourne, like I'd go to the toilet and you're like, you can't use that toilet. And I was like, I need to go. And you were like, nah, I've done a huge <laughs> and it won't flush. I've got form. <laughs> anyway, so then she starts trying to flush the toilet and I just hear this, oh, it's coming out, it's coming out. And oh my God. it wouldn't flush. And so I don't know if this has happened to anyone. Maybe I'm the only person on the planet but the water started rushing out over the bowl and poo was spewing out all over the bathroom, probably hitting her newborn strapped to her chest, <laughs> soggy toilet paper flying everywhere. They're running out of the bathroom oh. in a, literally a poonami. I think the funny part is when you tried to blame your kid. Yes. So that was my next step. So she runs out and I go, oh, oh, Freddie, he never flushes the toilet, boys. Oh, they're terrible. And I'm just standing there dying. And Freddie walks past. He goes, no, I haven't been since I got home. Can't have been me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't be your friend anymore. Is she still your friend? I haven't seen her since. And I just. Oh, my God. Does she listen to our show? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I haven't admitted it to her. I don't know if I ever will. That okay, well, be... that, that's it then. Did she give you her number on her way out or? No, I don't think I'll so ever see yeah, her Yeah, so you again. just probably will never bump into her again. Hopefully never. But yeah. you know. Well, you know, That's what you get for trying to have friends that aren't me. <laughs> 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 All right, so Con, you know how I love misery that loves company and we are going to next see if there's another queen who's done something worse. I don't think we'll find that queen, but something <laughs> worse and tried to blame it on their kids. Well, we've got Christy from New South Wales. She apparently has done something and blamed it on the kids. Christy, what have you done? Is it worse? Hi, Christy. It was um, me just deleting people off Facebook who <laughs> just just didn't like anymore. And then I see them out on the street and they're like, oh, how come you defriended me? And I go, I didn't. I didn't. And they're like, yes, you did. And I go, oh, oh my kids are on the phone all the time. And oh, yeah, they so probably good. stuffed around. <laughs> I actually did a post on Facebook that was so sh** no one liked it, so I deleted it and pretended that my daughter Snow deleted it by accident. Oh. So, that, <laughs> so that I didn't look like I was, like, embarrassed of how crap my post was. <laughs> it's the Queen Sesh. The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Producer Ellie here and Con has been begging to get this lady on the phone. She is from The Real Housewives of Melbourne. And she's also got a song out as well. Con got to speak with Gamble. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Gamble. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me on your session. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm talking to you, Gamble. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, well, I'm your biggest fan back. Then. Well, you don't know who I am. I just heard you say, is it Constance Hall? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and no I, I was thought... making sure I knew who I was talking to. Okay, because re- like, I've actually wondered. This is how much of a loser I am. I've wondered if you knew who I am before. She really well, I do <laughs> now, baby, and I certainly do. do I do love now. you, Gamble. Everything that you do, you're the only relatable housewife as far as I'm concerned. 
Oh, I think we can relate to a few of them at times. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love about the Housewives? I love that all of you have, you've made me hate you and made me love you and made me feel sorry for you and made me want to be like you. You've got so many different shades of woman. It ro- rolled it up into the one pe- into the single people and I just love that about the show because, you know, one minute Baby, you're I'm looking at Gina, of you right then... now and so do you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Doing an Instagram stalk. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. So I've been following yeah. you for ages and I also have to tell you that my sister and I text each other about twice a week saying, Wolf Pup is too good for this world. <laughs> I know, isn't he just? He's so divine. He's oh, got he's to so do like divine. 10 cataract surgeries this afternoon and he's oh. so gorgeous. I'm just like, oh, he phones me, he works in the morning like at Elston Week and then goes and does all this really like seriously hard full-on surgery. I mean, people think he's all fluffy, but he's not. He does yeah, no, he puts his Dr. Cape on, I can tell. Well, you know what? I was drilling the other day and I got metal in my eyes, right? <gasps> I'm supposed to wear protective glasses of all people. I should know that, right? And I come in and I go, oh, babe, I think I just got metal in my eye. He said, oh, you'd know if you got metal in your eye. And then I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So then he had a look at my eyes like three days later because I was going to have him make me short-sighted in one eye so I can, um, I can read because uh, I'm getting to that age where I'm needing reading glasses. <laughs> and he goes, you've got metal in your eye. I said, don't get metal in your eye. Anyway, so pull it straight out, thank God. But, yeah, wear your protective eye gear. I'm just telling you that. But yeah, And no, it's very but, handy for you to be the one to get metal in your eye with the eye doctor as a husband. Well, no, but the point is anyone can do it. And so oh. we girls, <laughs> if you're going to be drilling, put those protective eyeglasses on no matter what. But anyway, I mean, that's another story. I'm, I'm not going to be drilling too much. In no. <laughs> but I'm proud I of you that you were. <laughs> Don't you know how to use a drill? Oh, my God, it's so liberating. Oh, no, I've got these, like, minions that I live with, <laughs> stepkids and husbands that do all the drilling for me. Seriously? Anyway, le- sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. Next subject, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next. I've got a list of things that I could ask you, Gamby. Um, can I call you Gamby? Because we'll pop Yeah, that's my nickname. Yeah, of course you can. That's my, my friend's call me that. So yeah. I'm ignoring my husband because I'm like, shut up. He's come in to give me a Coke and I'm like, leave me alone. I'm talking to Gamble from oh. Real Housewives. Ah, come on, baby. <laughs> I live on Diet Coke. It's not a Diet like Coke. I wish it was a Diet Coke. You've made me feel really guilty about every carb I've eaten in the last six months. Well, um, Diet Coke tastes the same as real Coke. I don't think it does. I think it tastes it like does. shit. No, Coke, no sugar does. Hey, speaking of swearing on air, are we going to broach the whole sea bomb Mm. The sea bomb, yeah. The sea bomb that they that they Coca-Cola? said on. Oh no! On Wednesday on the reunion oh, show. What? What word? <laughs> oh, you're trying to make us say it. Well, I know. I, no, I, no. I'm a huge sea bomb fan, so I didn't realise it was going to make media or waste. I use the sea bomb in my blog all the time, and I always yeah, lose about a hundred followers, but I gain a thousand by the end of the day. So it's not, you know, it doesn't I bother tell me. You, nothing explains something quite so like potently as. The sea bomb because exactly. you know what F's been used to death. Yep. No one, exactly. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like it's just like when you are truly upset, and it's some if somebody is being a C, then they get called a C. And if you're not being a C, you don't tend to get called a C. I mean, I can't remember being called a C lately. But you know what it. though? Because you're not like that. Is why I love you so much. You out of all the women, you've got the best intentions. You always like you start a fight, you get bitchy, you get involved, and then you just back down. You don't have time for it. And I love that about you. I love the fact that you don't ever get on your high horse. You're always just the most like humble and down to earth person on the show. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's enough of me. So there's, I want to ask you. I take your reviews over mine. I just, uh, <laughs> you sort of go, oh, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, that's a rewrite the lyrics to that song. But yeah, no, I'll oh, thank Scott. I really appreciate that. And I, yeah, I think the song's fantastic. Can you tell us where we can download it? Yeah, um, Spotify and iTunes and pretty much anywhere now. That's but, amazing. Uh, Is that just a yeah, lifelong a dream of yours? Oh, my God, you know what? Never give up on your dreams and never give up on life and have tenacity in life and just keep pushing on. You know what? It That's just you, a really good message. It keeps you young. Tenacity is the most important thing. I thought I'll do that one day. And I had this weird feeling in my 20s. I thought my life's going to begin after 40. I feel this weird feeling. And it really did. What and an you know awesome what? message and, and for everyone out there. It. Life can begin after 40. Mine began after like 33 or something. But yeah, I, I'm weird. totally with you. It doesn't matter it's, how much you think you're life up. Like I was always like, oh my God, I've got myself into this. I'm never going to get out. This is my life path now. And then things can just change in a heartbeat. You know that you change from within yourself. I went on eHarmony and there's this, I, I, everything was going wrong in relationships to me like in a row and there was this Ronnie Ratick and I promise you I don't work for eHarmony or this Ronnie <laughs> Ratick, whatever. I got this bill and I thought, oh, and I was drunk and I downloaded a program. Anyway, I did this online course about sort of, sort of changing things from within and it really worked. And then I found sort of, Rick, I'd actually been dating him and he came around that sort of stuff. It was when I stopped sort of like chasing it. And, um, you know, I mean, I've, had, I've experienced... I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, when I was working with um, Susie and I, I screamed out the Cinderella complex. And I, you can see when people are chasing things so desperately that they, they'll just escape them. But if you just sort of like settle within yourself and, you know, if things aren't going right, maybe changing from within is always a good way. Or it just sounds like a good exercise anyway. Just to I agree. Like and help. it's something that you have full control over as well. So you don't yeah. feel like you're bashing your head against a brick wall. Like and nursing with so yourself a bit, you know, putting some bloody, you know, like gloves back into yourself, you know. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, but I'm just really happy that I, I always try and tell Luke, my stepson, I said, nothing happened. No, no one will do anything for you. You've got to make everything happen. You've got to make people want to help you. You've got to do things to, you know, like you've got to go out and get things. They just don't. And, and you know, some people let so many good opportunities get past them. You've got to grab everything with both hands and nurture it and the friendships that are based around it and really just put a lot of effort in. And things don't happen by accident. We put some, I've had the biggest nervous breakdown. Like, well, not really, but like emotionally <laughs> when the song... A nervy, like a now Because I was just like, oh, my God, because it's all my fears compacted into like when I was in the motion of doing it, but then when I was sat back and also you've lost the structure of doing the show and then all of a sudden you've got to see yourself out. I, I actually was like, I'm almost in the like... It was like all the fear sort of came in there that I'd been sort of blocking and that's what stops you is fear, you know? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and it takes, takes a lot of guts to do what you did, I think. You've well, really got to like all of us and whatever we want to do in life and, and, and then we've got a little emotional block is just going through. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, only, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like a smarty pants, but I'm really I'm, I'm excited <laughs> this happened. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it almost gave me faith. I and mean, it gave me faith in, in actually yeah. working okay, hard. Okay, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting told that we need to wind it up, even though Move I could on. talk to you all okay. night. Okay, all right, bye. <laughs> bye no, 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 really quickly, can I just ask, who's your favourite housewife? You. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Gamble. Next time I'm in Melbourne, we're having a bloody wine. We are, definitely. I've got you. I've stalked you now. Um, Janet is my favourite housewife. Oh, we love Janet. Janet, I love Janet. Yeah. She's yeah. so much fun. She is hilarious. 
she oh, is. When she was saying last no. night they were accusing her of being an alcoholic and she was, um, sorry, Wednesday night when they were accusing her of being an alcoholic and she was going, oh, I probably do need rehab. I thought, I'm with you. Who gives a shit what people say? I know. It's just a low blow, isn't it? Like it's you're trying such to make a point blow. and they say, oh, you drink beer. I mean, like, I just started, I just started drinking beer. We'll see. Oh my anyway, God, beer is like a quarter of the alcohol percentage that we else. might be allowed to touch on this show. And I just, you know, it's a bit rich coming from them, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, Queen. All right, baby, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And G- Gamble, <laughs> congratulations. No, not See at all. No. <laughs> congratulations, Gamble. This time you can find her song on Spotify. Oh, yes, she wrote it for Wolf Pup. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise.